Welcome to episode 28 of the Unstoppable Podcast, solo round with me, Dan J. Gregory. My name is Dan J. Gregory, and I am committed to hunting down the secrets of business mastery and human performance. My goal for the Unstoppable Podcast is to share insights from some of the most successful entrepreneurs, inspiring thought leaders, world-class athletes, and prominent celebrities to help you to become unstoppable in business and life. Each week, I'll be bringing you a new interview with an inspiring person and sharing my own results as I pursue the answers to the question, how can I create the ultimate edge in my business, make a significant impact, and live an extraordinary life? Welcome to episode 28 of the Unstoppable Podcast. Got lots of stuff coming up for you in this episode, kicking off as usual with our quote of the week this week, inspired by Mr. Elon Musk. Secondly, I'm going to drop into the debrief section where I'm going to evaluate Mr. Alan Clayton's episode from last week and share my three key takeaways before finishing with the unstoppable insights. I'm going to be sharing my three-step process to gaining credibility in any marketplace. I call it the credibility triad. So before I jump into the show, just give you a bit of an update about what's going on. I've just spent the weekend in the forest with a group of guys and girls on a stag weekend, a bachelor party for those of you guys who are not familiar with the term stag party. Normally a stag party or a bachelor party is a group of guys who are going away to celebrate or congratulate their good pal who's about to get married and give them that final opportunity, as they say, to go wild and let loose. This time it was a little bit different. We had a couple of ladies with us on the uh, on the stag do and it was all pre-organized and I know what some of you might be thinking you've seen the hangover and you've seen films like that which show when the ladies show up it comes in a totally different context but these were invited as participants and it was a very different dynamic but we had a, we had a great weekend glamping as they call it posh camping in these wonderful little huts in the middle of the forest in the southeast of England a beautiful location um, bluebells everywhere and this wonderful greenery big campfires crazy antics time on the river canoeing People falling out of boats, lots of alcohol, crazy stories, but uh, a wonderful, wonderful experience. And it was quite a unique stag party for two reasons. Firstly, obviously, the dynamic was different because we had male and female people there. But we also had a different age range of people and a, a different, lots of different people from different backgrounds. And we had some really cool conversations. You wouldn't, you, you wouldn't believe it at one of these parties, but we, we went from economics to politics to business, right through to crazy, crazy inappropriate conversation around the campfire late at night after a few drinks. Um, but one of the things we ended up talking about was entrepreneurs who inspire us. And Elon Musk just came up constantly. If you don't know Elon Musk, he's behind the Tesla brand and behind the SpaceX program. And one of the topics of the conversation was the big launch that recently happened with the new Tesla car. And we were just in awe of the car itself, but also from a business point of view, really in awe of the processes that took place in terms of marketing and selling the car. It's really impressive. So today's quote of the week is themed from Elon Musk. You know, we really had a really powerful conversation about what we believe makes a successful entrepreneur. And I picked a quote today to share with you, which I personally like a lot, and it is as follows. So if something is important enough, even if the odds are against you, you should do it. And I absolutely love that. You know, there's times in all of our lives where we really do feel that the odds are stacked against us and it's going to, that you can see the challenges up ahead, you can anticipate the challenges already, but you just know it's important or it means so much to you that you just have to do it anyway. And you know what, we had some conversations around the campfire, some people have got some decisions to make in their businesses, and you know some dreams that people like to follow 
I honestly think that quote really captures it well. And if it's important enough to you, you will find a way to make it happen. No matter what, uh, there's always a way. And if someone else has already done it and they've laid a path, then find a mentor that can help you get there. So moving into the debrief. Last week, I was blessed to have Mr. Alan Kleiners on the show, a very good friend of mine, dear friend of mine, an excellent speaker, coach, and trainer. And, uh, you know, we spent just over an hour together on the show last week. If you haven't checked it out yet, please do go and check it out. The first part of the episode was really, we went deep into Alan's backstory where he had this really phenomenal upbringing where he um, actually spent quite a bit of time at war with the South African army. And it was just, he described his experience in rich detail and how it traumatized him and, you know, how he spent, you know, years fighting against some of that trauma to to, to, to create his own personal transformation. And if you're, if you're facing adversity or any challenges linked back to the previous point about facing challenges, that first part of the episode is really, really powerful. And I'll talk about my lesson from that in a moment. And in the second half, we talked about how you become a powerful speaker and communicate with impact. So my three key takeaways from the episode start with, firstly, in listening to Alan's deep story about his past and the trauma that he experienced at war, seeing you know his, his friends pass away around him, you know, blood transfusions on the on the on the battlefield, bombs being dropped, guns being fired, just all this craziness around him, and how you know the way he Alan tells his story, you could you can almost put yourself in the picture like you're there. So it gave me a real thought, and we we did touch upon it in the episode. But we talk about fear, and I've, I've spoken about fear at length in this in this uh, in this podcast series, particularly if you haven't checked it out, the first ten part the ten part series that kicked off the show. Uh, because it's something I've experienced deeply since becoming an entrepreneur, particularly when I, I left my job in 2012. For some reason, you have this fear of failure, fear of rejection, all these crazy mental fears come up, but they they kind of pale into comparison when you hear about that genuine terror of the near near life and death experiences that were created during that environment for, for Alan. So my first key takeaway was the power of context and, and the perspective that it can give you. You know, fear is a really interesting concept and we were born with fear to keep us alive and to keep us from danger. Our brains are wired for survival. Yet when it comes to some of the fears that we experience in our business and our life, they're not life or death situations and they're, they're, the fear is, is, is not about protecting us from harm physically. And fear becomes about protecting you from emotional harm. And so for me, that was really powerful to listen to Alan talking about his experience. And it just, it, just, it just made me step out of my own environment for the minute because, you know, I've set some big goals for this year. I've got a big vision. And, you know, when you set big goals, the good thing is about that is it will drive you past some of those challenges. But at the same time, if you're anticipating the road ahead, you can, you can quite easily see some of the pitfalls up front. And uh, it can be quite intimidating, but it's... Um, it really does give you some context when you start worrying about the minutia compared to some of the things that are really going on in life. And I think particularly when it comes to the day-to-day living, how many people you, have you ever surrounded yourself with and they're talking about absolute nonsense when it comes to the problems in their life. And it's very easy for us to, to blow things up and make them bigger than they actually are when it comes to problems. And the same with fear. You know, I remember getting that lesson myself when I uh, did a bungee jump, you know, I always had this kind of fear of heights and I uh, got really excited about the bungee jump. You know, the music was blaring, the crowd was there and it it was, it looked like a great experience. I love the adrenaline, but um, the, the, the heights was the piece that I was a little worried about. But you build it up in your head to be this big thing. And then you get up in the cage and the music's blaring and you look down and you think, oh gosh. But then you do the thing and it's freaking awesome. And uh, 
You know, you think, what was I worried about? So that power of context is important. So I think if you're around people or you're in a position right now where you, you're finding yourself challenged or you have problems or fears, take a step out and think about the context. Think about the perspective and, and reframe those fears, those challenges and problems because are they really big enough? You know, put yourself in a position. It's not life or death. Or it, it, may, it may be, and I apologize if it is, but for most people, most challenges that we're facing are, are mental battles. So choose your battles wisely. There's some battles that aren't worth fighting and the ones that are worth fighting, as, uh, as the quote alluded to, you should do it anyway and find a way to make it happen. So that first key lesson was that power of context and the power of perspective. The second thing I took from Alan's episode was really inspired by how he took his own personal transformation and took that suffering that he, he went through certainly during the, firstly, during the actual time at war, but then subsequently to the war when he was still carrying it with him, carrying that pain with him, but how he finally found a way to turn those problems and challenges into his, into his power. So the second lesson for me is to learn how to turn your problems into your power and use your own transformation as a catalyst. And Alan used a great phrase, make peace with your problems. And, uh, you know, we discussed how you can turn your mess into your message and that's something Alan has done very, very powerfully. He's turned his own life story and his experiences into his power through the work that he now does as a speaker, and a, a trainer and a coach. He's able to leverage and draw upon those painful experiences, but now use them to, to good effect. And I remember actually speaking with Alan on stage. We, had, we did an event together a number of years back. And one of the pieces of feedback, you know, Alan's a much more experienced speaker than I am in terms of the, the, the amount of time and the volume of uh, speaking gigs that he's done I asked him for, for direct feedback after my session and he said the biggest piece of feedback he would give me is to get into my pain to allow myself to get into my pain firstly to make peace with those pains but also to really delve in and get the lessons from those pains and there's been plenty you know I've revealed some of these pains through the podcast itself that 10-part series kicked off where I really looked at all the things that really hold people back from my own experience you know, having been in the trenches and, and, and experienced those inner, inner battles that can hold you back. So firstly, he talked about getting into your pain and then turn it into your power. When he gave me that advice, I, I, I took that on board, but it was a real reminder on that session. And uh, there's a lot of powerful lessons that I can share that I've overcome. That's going to be a real key point for the next thread of the episode when I get into the credibility triad is about how you can then use those those challenges that you've been through to not only escalate your own uh, performance and power but also to use that to help others because uh, you know all those fears and those challenges limiting beliefs and all those things that I talked about earlier on in the series when it came to the podcast launch uh, 10 part series they're all things that I know 100% that there are a lot of people out there suffering right now and that's holding them back from creating the life of greatness that they're more than capable of achieving so uh, learn how to choose those problems turn those problems into power that's uh, that's uh, that's my second key takeaway Thirdly was around the art of communication and there were some lovely pieces in the discussion. Alan went into some great depth sharing his thoughts and perspectives on what he believes makes a great speaker and what, uh, what the components of uh, communication are and there's some, some real key points that I took away. Firstly, it's to marry the intensity and energy of the, the power of certainty and conviction with the true power of authenticity and vulnerability that balancing act between being really certain, really intensely convicted, but also opening yourself up and being vulnerable 
being authentic. And again, authentic is a word that's get it's like the marketing buzzword right now. And it doesn't it's, it's kind of losing its power. But being real, being you, being fully you. And you don't have to be a speaker to do this. You know, it's just in your regular communication, even if it's on a day-to-day basis, speaking to your partner, speaking to your friends, speaking to someone in the shop, you know, speaking to your waiter or waitress at the restaurant, being yourself. And, you know, we talked about speakers who go on stage and they share a powerful message, but they, they put on a mask and it's not who they are. So authenticity is about being real and being totally true to yourself. And there's some, there's some amazing entrepreneurs out there right now who you would... Uh, you, you know, they're not the typical mold. And we, we live in a time where the typical mold doesn't mean anything anymore. It's actually better to get out of the box and change the game. Again, using Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk is a great example. He's, he's pushing boundaries. He's, he, he's asking questions that people haven't dared to ask. And that all comes from being fully vulnerable, fully authentic and fully real to yourself and identifying problems that you can solve at a much, much bigger level. So that balance of conviction and certainty alongside authenticity, being real and being vulnerable. And then finally coupling that with being fully present and having a deep love for your audience. And I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are are either people who are in the business of helping others or they have products that can enhance the lives of other people or they have programs and services that can transform other people's businesses. And I think that deep love for your audience, that deep caring and deep presence for the needs of your audience is so, so powerful. It's very easy to use dated marketing techniques that take out the emotion of the end user. It's all very well sharing the emotion of you, your story and your journey to convey um, power through the marketing message, but actually considering the needs and emotional response of your audience is so, so powerful. And you know, when it comes to communication through speaking or through through podcasting, for example, or through your marketing, creating compelling stories that really connect with your audience through the power of authenticity and also through that presence and power of love, I think is a, is, is a real key takeaway. And, you know, one of those big focuses for me for this quarter is to increase that power of communication. If you start by listening to the first episode of this podcast and see the progression, you know, you can see that that shift in communication, but it's something I had to completely work on. Yeah, I had the vision of making this podcast the most important podcast for business owners in the world. And the only way I'm going to do that is by enhancing my own power of communication. And that was a real, a real lesson. So that intensity, that energy, that certainty, that conviction, but also that true power of authenticity, being real vulnerable and uh, being present and not thinking in your head, but thinking about the person. So right now, as I'm speaking, I'm not thinking about myself. I'm thinking about you who is, who is listening to this and you know, sending my, my love to you as someone who I respect deeply and, and appreciate for, for listening to this show. So those are my three key takeaways from Mr. Alan Kleinan's show. Please do go and check it out if you haven't done so already. And I look forward to bringing you other guests and some great lessons in the near future over the next coming weeks. The final section of the show is what I call the Unstoppable Insights. And I'm again leverage the stag do, the bachelor party from the weekend. Of course, you meet a lot of new people for the first time and everyone has the, the surface level conversation about you know what you do and all that kind of stuff. And you know people always show genuine intrigue when I tell people about the Unstoppable podcast and how I work with entrepreneurs to help them to grow their businesses. And naturally, the question one of the guys asked me it was a very valid question. He, you know, I came straight from a corporate into assisting other entrepreneurs. He says, how do you make that leap from being a corporate leader into being an entrepreneur if you haven't been an entrepreneur before? You haven't run a business before. How can you advise other entrepreneurs if you haven't personally 
run a business prioritizing your corporate career and it's a, it's a very very key point and I said well firstly everyone has to start at the beginning everyone great starts at the beginning rarely is someone born with natural ability to succeed at the highest level it does happen you know some of the elite are born with a natural advantage but for many people it's making a decision to start no one great ever became great until they made that decision to start so the first step was i made a decision i made a commitment that i was going to go and do something special i was going to do something different with my life making that decision was step one but then step two was to acknowledge the fact that I'd spent eight years working directly alongside and within other entrepreneurs' businesses through my own career. So the first step of the uh, credibility triad, as I call it, there's three three parts to it, given the name. The first part is your own experience and your own skill set. I was blessed to have all that time working directly with business owners, hand in hand, to really understand their business from a financial standpoint. You know, I often had a unique glimpse into people's businesses from a financial point where most people would never see that and of course working with the entrepreneurs and my natural curiosity I'm, I'm sure you've experienced that through this podcast you know love speaking to people I love to get into the detail of their business I'm really passionate about hearing their stories and and what their plans are and how they're executing their business plan so I had eight years of this experience of seeing inside so many businesses and if it's hundreds if not thousands of entrepreneurs I had the opportunity to witness their business growth and you know, actually, I, I'm not sure I've ever told the story of, of how I actually made the decision to leave my corporate career behind, but there was, there was one day that sticks in my mind where I met two business owners in the same city, in the same industry. One guy was flourishing, the other guy was failing. And this was at the, this was at the back end of the recession. So you can imagine the pressure on the guy who was failing at that point. Not only on him, but his business, all the people within his business, his family, his friends. And... Having spent eight years, it was coming right up to the end of my career, having spent nearly uh, eight years at that point working alongside these entrepreneurs, you, know, you start to see certain patterns, certain patterns that make people successful and certain patterns that make people unsuccessful. I saw it as, a, you know, as, a, as someone who led teams. You know, I'd see it in terms of a corporate performance, whether it was a sales role. You could see the factors that made someone a successful salesperson versus the ones who were unsuccessful. You could see the factors that made someone a successful leader, and you could see the factors that made someone an unsuccessful leader. And the same thing applied to my clients and my customers and, and the businesses that I had involvement with. You could see the difference between an unsuccessful business and a successful business. And when it came to that single day by chance where I saw those two different entrepreneurs in the same sector, same business model, and one was failing and one was succeeding. In that moment, I could see the difference. I could see the two things. There was just two things that separated those two guys. And I was not in a position where I was able to help those two people in my current position as a uh, corporate leader. I was, it was not within my jurisdiction to offer any advice. If I had offered advice outside of the financial advice that I was authorized to provide then if anything had gone wrong as a result of that advice, it wouldn't come back on me. Well, it would internally, my boss would give me hell, <laughs> but it would actually come back on the bank, you know? So even if it was something that radically shifted it for the positive, it was a risk that I just couldn't take uh, with my corporate career in mind. So I made a decision in that point that I was going to use the experience that I built to go out and help other entrepreneurs because I could see the difference. I'd have to be an idiot to work with so many people to not see the patterns that make the difference. And it became my obsession 
to really learn and understand what it is that makes a business succeed or a business fail, what makes a leader succeed or a leader fail. And in that moment, in that day, I'll tell you the two differences. The two differences were firstly, in this order, number one, leadership. Entrepreneur number one, the successful entrepreneur, was someone who in the face of adversity was willing to take greater risks and try something different because when the, when the territory changes, the map is different. You cannot, you cannot compete on the same business model that you entered the territory with if the map has changed. So as a leader, he made some decisions to overcome the, the risks and make some powerful choices about how who's going to lead his business. His ability, his capacity to handle the pressure of the recession and take risks was far greater than the second leader. But it's learnable. And, you know, it's an opportunity for many people listening to this. If you're one of those people thinking, well, I'm not sure how I'd have reacted in that situation. It all comes down to, to, to one thing. And it's the questions that you ask yourself. How can I, how can I improve my business? How can, I, how can I tackle this financial situation that I'm in right now and succeed? How can I defy the odds? How can I go beyond all the businesses in my marketplace? And ask those powerful questions that take you to the next level. First things first, the guy who was winning was the guy who was asking better questions and was a stronger leader. The second thing, almost as important, it's like the difference between your arm and your leg. You need them both. The second thing was marketing. And again, talking about the map, the road, the territory. Business number two, the failing business. They hadn't changed a thing. And it came to the fear from the leadership. Step one, it was the problem. The real, the real problem was leadership, as I've already said. And that's why they didn't even look for other reasons, other ways to market business. But the way the business won, the winning business was winning. The reason why they were winning, aside from the powerful leadership from the top, was marketing and understanding how to continue to gain clients. But not only gain clients, he'd increased his, his prices in the face of the recession. So not only gain clients and build upon his relationships with his existing clients, but attract new clients at an even higher value you know, in the face of a, of a really tough market. So those are the two things that made a difference. And I became obsessed in that moment of learning the two things, how to increase the power as a leader and how to increase your power as a marketer within your business and how to market your business more effectively to uh, increase the growth of your business and enhance your profits and your revenue. So step one of the triad is to leverage your own experience and your skill set. Now, presumably in business, you if you're an entrepreneur right now, you've, you've, you've started a business because you have a passion about it. You started a business because you have a certain knowledge or expertise or a certain vision when it comes to a product. You've seen a gap in the marketplace. You've seen a problem that needs solving. And it's something you have experience in. That's step one. You need that. That's that simple. But often experience alone is not enough. And, you know, in terms of that fair challenge that was made of me in, in, in that moment, in that experience of coming from a corporate, what about practical reality? So, okay, let's move to step two. Step two in the credibility triad is your client results and testimonies. There's nothing more powerful than the results that you create for your clients. Nothing will ever sell your business more than the results and testimonies of your clients. So whether you're a service-based business or you're someone who relies on your expertise, such as a, say a chiropractor or an accountant or a coach or a consultant or a personal trainer, the results of your clients are the biggest factor that will result in the success of your business and your ability to leverage those results. 
Now, the question most people ask me when they're just getting started is, like, how do I get these results? I'm just getting started. No one will pay me. I've only, got, I've only got this amount of experience. And the key is, you have to be confident in what you're doing, firstly, of course. You have to have a clear value proposition. You have to have done your research. You have to know how you're going to help. You have to know your ultimate advantage. But then you have to be prepared to go and make it happen. And, you know, I was talking about one of the guys. I said, you know, we use the word hustle. And the word hustle has been thrown around as much as all as this other marketing term, authenticity, that we've already touched upon. And hustle has now developed a slightly negative connotation in the sense that people now begin to associate it with that, I don't know, like 80s, 90s slick salesperson. And it's not, it's not what it means. Hustle is about making a decision that you're going to achieve something and you're going to go and make it happen no matter what, but you're going to do it ethically and you're going to do it elegantly. So... If you are in a position where you're just getting started and you need to get your first customers and clients, then perhaps you may need to do it at a low price to buy in the testimonials or even for free. You know, I've worked with countless people who are now high-end entrepreneurs who started by making arrangements with their first clients that they would, ex- they would give an incredible amount of value to their client in exchange for a very powerful testimonial. They're very clear about it. So there is always a way. Now, I know also people who have just got started and they've had such power and conviction in their communication that they're able to capture clients without having to do it for a low price or free. But either way, the key is getting your client results and testimonials as soon as possible, as soon as you get out the gate or even before you get out of the gate. You know, if you're, in a, if you're still in your corporate job and you're, you've got a business idea, a business plan, start working on the side, start getting results on the side and capture everything. Before, you know, personal trainers, my partner's a personal trainer, always saying... Before and after, before and after, take the photo, take the story, take the measurements. These things are what other people will relate to. You know, for say, for example, using the personal training example, someone, and again, having Vince Del Monte on the show recently, Vince is a good example. He, he only works with skinny guys who want to add muscle. So countless stories of how the guy felt before he added muscle, how he was measured, you know, how many pounds he weighed, how many pounds of muscle he's gained, the, the steps he took to get there, and how, how he feels as a result of getting there. Those results, those pictures, those stories, those measurements are so important because the next guy who's considering his services will see those results and think, I am just like that person. This is for me. So step one, leverage your experience in this skill set in the credibility triad. Step two is get your own client results and testimonials and use them to your advantage. Use them in your marketing messages. Step three is your own results as an entrepreneur. If you've laid down your experience, you've started to accumulate results, now it's about how are you enhancing your own results as an entrepreneur? How are you enhancing your skill set in your field? How are you stepping up in your marketplace? And once you start to step up in your marketplace and you enhance your skills, staying on the personal training theme, you know, you're continually transforming your body. You're continually learning new things about nutrition. You're contin- continually learning new ways of exercising. You're continually embracing new technology. You're always growing your art and your craft and becoming the best of the best in your field. Those three things are the credibility triad. And all three are accessible right from the outset. So you're thinking about your own results as the entrepreneur. It's catch-22, just like the client results. Well, it's all about developing yourself. And when it comes to client results, you know, you can break down someone's journey from A to Z or A to Z in terms of the steps that they'll go to create their own results. Even if you only know how to get from A to B, but not yet C, 
then use that A to B and work with the people who are also looking to get to B and then learn how to get to C and then teach other people how to get to C. Make it happen. These three things will be the ultimate credibility triad for you. Use all these things in your marketing, your materials, and, and if you want to learn how to do that, then I'm uh, about to launch a webinar. I've spoken about this on other, other episodes. Uh, you can check out the details at danjgregory.com forward slash unstoppable, where I'll be talking more in depth about how you can leverage these principles to grow your business. But that, that is the three-step credibility triad. Leverage your own experience and your skill set. Number two, your client results and testimonies. And number three, your own results as an entrepreneur or as a leader in your business. So the final part of the show today is the unstoppable challenge. Now, everything we've talked about in the final section there in terms of unstoppable insights, it all really centers around your ability to solve a problem in the marketplace. And there's been a common thread throughout this entire episode, and it's about finding that problem that needs solving. And Elon Musk, to use him as an example again, when it came to Tesla and some of the work he's doing in the renewable energy space, you know, he has this huge vision, this huge global vision of eliminating waste when it comes to uh, the way we manufacture products and the way we use power to power our products. And, you know, some of the work he's done with Tesla, these electric cars, it's, it's incredible. And the impact that's going to have on the environment long term is amazing. And that technology is now being scaled. It's being uh, taken into other areas and it's, it's pushing the boundaries. And the same with the SpaceX proposition in terms of that space race again all over. So it's about finding the problem that you can solve and become the best in the world at solving. So your challenge this week is to step out of your business and clarify your superpower. What is the one problem that you could become the best in the world at solving? What problem right now are you solving that you need to focus upon in your marketing? What problem right now are you centering all of your attention on when it comes to your client base? Leveraging the conversation with Vince Del Monte about his situation when he was helping skinny guys He's spent the last 10 years focusing on the power of transforming the skinny guy into a muscly guy. What is the one problem that you can solve? What's the one problem that you could become the best in the world at solving? And if you're just getting started as a business, trust me, this is the best question you can be answering right now. What is the one problem, pain, or challenge in the marketplace that you can solve right now? What is that one problem and who are you going to solve it for? and uh, center all of your attention on becoming the expert at solving that problem for that particular marketplace. So my challenge to you is clarify your superpower, identify that one problem that will help you step up in your business and become the best in the world at what you do. So that is it for today. I've gone slightly over my intended time, but I hope you found value in today's session. I'm really excited about bringing up the next set of guests for you on the show. If there's a specific topic or a specific guest that you'd love to hear from on the show, please do get in touch. The nature of the show, the Unstoppable Podcast, I am willing to go the length to find the guests that will make the difference for you. No matter how famous they are or, or how obscure they are, I will bring them to the show if it's going to add value for you. So do get in touch. I respond to every email on the blog. So head over to unstoppablepodcast.com and do come and connect. Also, if you're not part of it already, the Unstoppable Tribe, I'm really going to be ramping that up over the next coming weeks. It's a private Facebook group for the Unstoppable Tribe who are followers of this podcast, who are followers of the movement and believe in the power of building a lasting empire, a lasting business empire and unleashing their greatness. So come and join us in the Unstoppable Tribe group. You can find it on Facebook under Unstoppable Mastermind or you can go to www.unstoppablepodcast.com forward slash tribe. 
All the details will be in the show notes for this week, so you can go to danjgregory.com forward slash 28 and you will find the notes. That is it for me this week. Have an incredible week. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Looking forward to the next session. Until next time, go out there, unleash your greatness, build your empire, and create a life by design. Ciao for now. Speak soon.